This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Carrie Damon, Senior Vice President and CIO of Centura Health. Carrie, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in the IT space and things change quickly. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background as well as Centura Health? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, So Centura Health is the largest healthcare network in Colorado and Western Kansas. It was founded in 1996 when Advent Health and Common Spirit Health created a joint operating agreement, uh, creating Centura as that management company. We have 21,000 associates and our footprint includes 19 hospitals plus our ASCs, emergency and urgent care centers, physician practices and clinics, home care and hospice services, and Flight for Life Colorado. Um, as you mentioned, I serve as the CIO at Centura Health. I joined the organization two and a half years ago. Um, my role includes IT strategy, execution and support of digital, our clinical and business systems, information, our informatics, architecture, data analytics, infrastructure and operations, information security, project management, and business relationship management. Um, in terms of my background, I, I actually have a very non-traditional background as this is my first role in the healthcare industry. Um, my background broadly is in technology and transformation. I worked in management consulting for about 10 years and then I led technology integration and held a number of IT leadership roles for a global beer company. And then I also led transformation efforts for a financial services organization. Got it. Well, that's you know so fascinating to think about your career trajectory. And when you look at the other industries that you've been in, what lessons have you taken from those transformations and applied to healthcare? What makes sense and is really transferable? Yeah, great question. Um, what I've learned from other industries that I think is is relevant in in healthcare, um, I'd say from financial services, what I've learned and I'm bringing forward is uh, financial services is very consumer focused and digitally focused. So I've learned that and I try to bring that perspective. Uh, in consumer products and beer, it was very low margins, and so there was a big focus on standardization, efficiencies, and flawless execution on, on programs and projects. And then from management consulting, I would say it's just that continuous learning mindset of what are other industries, what are other organizations doing, how, what can I learn, and how can we do things better? Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, really, I know healthcare is is kind of constantly striving to do more and and be better for the patient and consumer experience. So when you think about the past two and a half years since you joined Centura, um, obviously a a very challenging time during the pandemic, but now where we're at today in 2022, what are some of the issues that you're spending most of your time on today and what's really front of mind? Yes. Um, I'm going to give you a very non-technical answer. Um, The issues that I spend most of my time on today are related to people and and how we deliver our our services, um, which which I know is a common theme for many organizations. 
you know, I spend a lot of time on recruiting, retaining, and, and de- developing a diverse talent to support our IT strategy. From a recruitment perspective, in IT, we're making some pretty significant changes and moving to the cloud, strengthening our cybersecurity program, and really changing how we deliver services with agile and other ways of working. Um, and so there's a, a big focus and issues in terms of how do we recruit? We're all competing for the, the same talent. And so really working on how uh, we can differentiate ourselves with our mission, our culture, and uh, really the opportunity to drive change as a part of some of the the large transformational programs. Uh, From a retention standpoint, I have an incredible team. Um, They're very mission focused and they've been incredibly dedicated during the pandemic, Uh, but they're they're tired and, and retention is something that I continue to focus on. The, the focus there has been on really creating better career pathing opportunities, uh, and encouraging flexibility. We're the first function to implement long-term remote working strategy in our organization. And then really taking the time to listen to my associates and hearing their feedback and, and making impactful changes. I, I do focus groups with um, um, I have about 500 associates and I do focus group sessions every six months and just listening and making changes based on their, their feedback and then really continuing to develop a, a diverse uh, workforce. Um, and that's really been a combination of developing and upscaling our own talent. Um, also being focused on recruiting diverse candidates and then We've been working on partnerships with other organizations that can help us find candidates who might not have all of the skills required, but together we invest in training and development programs so that they gain the required skills for, for the role. So that's from an IT perspective. There's been a, you know, there's a lot of um, people focus areas for me. Beyond that, I think there's just this broader recognition that there's a labor shortage and it's not just within IT. And so um, as a leadership team, we spend a lot of time discussing that and working with all of our leaders to look at opportunities of where do we eliminate non-value added work? How do we automate things? How do we deliver services uh, in a different way and support self-service? Absolutely. I think that's a really great point. And I loved as you were talking through all of those things, um, what stood out to me, one of the things was the listening and focus groups with your teams. And I was wondering, could you just briefly describe, you know, what the, those focus groups, the questions they um, center around and really how you make sure that they're effective for you as well as the other team members? Yes. So we have uh we have quarterly engagement surveys. Um, we have a full survey once a year and then pulse surveys uh, during the other quarters. And so based on those results, I usually put together a list of targeted questions, um, you know, to, to ask the associates. And, and I have these focus groups and usually limit it to about 20 people. Um, and, and like I said, we have about 500 associates. Um, and so last quarter really was around engagement um, and, and retention um, and development of, of our associates. And so some of the feedback was, some, some of the things were really simple in terms of, 
you know what, I don't understand all of the training and development programs that are offered within the organization. And so just putting together a portal and consolidating all of those training opportunities in one place was just a, a, you know, a simple change that I could make that was meaningful to our associates. Um, A second one was just people were feeling overwhelmed. We went from being an organization that was very focused on COVID and supporting during the pandemic. And now there's so many priorities and multiple projects going on within the organization. And we were able to, you know, get the data to back up and support that. And so we we actually did a, a pause of 60 days of really starting any new initiatives so that we could ensure that all the in-flight initiatives we had were, were well underway. So that's, that's kind of two examples. But most of the questions that I ask are, are really based on uh, some of the key opportunity areas I, I identify in our engagement survey. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's really helpful to see kind of the nuts and bolts of that. Um, I can imagine, you know, a lot of organizations, whether in healthcare or otherwise, would benefit from operating in a similar fashion to just engage people and really understand what's at the core of, uh, you know, where the workforce is at the moment and where they're headed. Now, I'm wondering, you know, when you think about the future, obviously you said transitioning out from being, you know, heavily, heavily focused on COVID and treating patients with COVID to now, you know, looking at everything else that a hospital health system needs to do for its patients and its communities. How are you thinking about investments, growth and development over the next few years or so? Yes. Um, we have developed our IT strategic plan, which aligns with uh, Centura's 2025 strategy. Because as you said, there, there are so many opportunities um, out there. And so all of our investment commitments over the next two years are really based on, on four pillars of our, our IT strategy. Uh, the first is drive market growth. The second is innovate and rationalize. The third is called make work easier. And the fourth is transform total experience. From a drive market growth perspective, um, our organization is expanding. We're expanding primary care. We just acquired uh, two new hospitals. And so a lot of that is um, how do we drive for more standardized implementation and integration practices We've created a dedicated team for growth and really worked on kind of new ways of working so that we can work uh, much more agile and and nimbler through these implementations to support our growth plans. Um, Second, innovate and rationalize. Uh, We, along with a lot of other healthcare organizations, have um, a lot of technical debt. And so we're really working on optimizing and modernizing our technology really shifting from siloed on-premise applications to strategic platforms um, and really reducing the number of applications we have. And then we have increased our investment in data and information security. The third priority in terms of make work easier, um, COVID has made us tired and there is so much opportunity and a lot of the little things in terms of enabling more efficient business workflows and processes. So this can be, we have a lot of initiatives, whether it's reducing nursing documentation burden, 
you know, how do we optimize hiring and onboarding a new associate, accessing your pay stub, accessing a report. We're making a lot of investments in technology um, to provide support from a mobility perspective and really making the experience frictionless and supporting self-service. And then the last one, uh, transform total experience. This is really focused on delivering a best-in-class patient experience um, and deliver a seamless clinical experience that drives enhanced quality and outcomes. So we have a very large digital program. We started about a year ago, and then we also have um, a Hospital of the Future initiative as well, which, which, which fits into this strategic priority. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. You know, and it's really exciting to think about, especially when you look at Hospital of the Future. I can imagine that, you know, ideally things are a lot different. Um, but, but you know, when you think about that idea of what hospitals are in the future, what they look like, on a, from a high level, you know, what do you see as being changes or the most significant changes that you're dealing with? Yeah, great, great question. So, um, first and foremost, um, some of the changes are, you know, hospital of the future is not just in the hospital. You really need to think it, it goes beyond the four walls of our of a facility and really extends into, you know, our, our home and, and community. Um, and so we're really focused on what is that, what does that patient experience look like long before you may need to enter enter a facility. How do we transform and invest in technology while we're delivering that care? How do we drive clinical efficiency and, and satisfaction? And then um, how do we increase mobility and operational efficiency? And, and so a lot of this is we have used design thinking and really mapped out these journeys from you know, what that pre-care journey can look like um, to, you know, if you have a surgery, for example, kind of once you're, you're home and all the remote patient monitoring and support that you need, um, you know, po post-surgery. Post so really reimagining that end-to-end -end journey and, um, and how, we can kinda, how we can leverage uh, technology to create a better experience and improve outcomes. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And, and thank you so much for going through that with us. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I just have one more question. What are you most excited about right now? Yeah, it, the, the thing that I'm the most excited about is, is that last priority I, I talked about in terms of transforming total experience. I can't think of an industry that is more consumer unfriendly than, than healthcare. And that's something that I really want to that I really want to change, um, and we're passionate about changing. And so it's really through our digital program as well as the hospital that feature that I think we can transform total experience. Um, you know, again, when I look at other industries and how frictionless the experience can be, we we don't we don't. Um, always do that in healthcare. And um, what we're really focused on from a digital perspective that I'm excited about is how do we drive growth and provide access to care? How do we improve adoption? How do we decrease effort for them and improve satisfaction? 
so for the first year for us, it's really been focused on the first part of the journey, that pre-care experience. Digitally, how are you finding care, scheduling care, online registration, check-in, how do we expand virtual care? And then there's a lot of foundational capabilities we've focused on, provider information management, uh, ensuring we have all the accurate information, um, as well as investing in um, a number of mar in marketing automation. Um, so we're continuing to expand our capabilities from our first year and then uh, expanding to look at other um, other parts of the experience beyond beyond pre-care. So I'm really excited about that because I, I know that it will really improve um, access to care and hospital of the future is, is the other thing I'm, I'm most excited about. Absolutely. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for being here today. It's been amazing to speak with you. I've really enjoyed our conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you.